Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Deuteronomy. Hello, faithful listeners, and happy Monday. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. And let me know what the weather was where you live. I, I always ask that question because I'm very interested in weather, honestly. When I was a little kid, I'm not even joking, I actually thought that I was going to be a meteorologist and I was very, very interested in weather and still am to this day. I find weather to be absolutely fascinating. So honestly, I love hearing about weather. And we got a snowstorm this weekend, so let me live vicariously through you, especially if you live in a warmer climate. I actually know that a good portion of the listeners reside in Texas. So let me live vicariously through all you Texans out there. Contact me, introduce yourself, and let me know what the weather is where you live. But let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy chapter 24 today, verses 17 through 22. We're going to be finishing up this chapter. And by the way, we only have 10 chapters left of Deuteronomy. So we're going to be finishing up season five and moving into season six and into a whole new area of the Bible, basically. We're going to be out of the Torah, and we're going to be into the history section of the Old Testament. So that's something to uh, definitely look forward to in the future. So let's go ahead and read Deuteronomy 24 today, verses 17 through 22. I'll be reading on the W.E.B. version, as I always do. Grab that cup of coffee, especially if it's cold where you live, or that cup of tea. And let's go ahead and enjoy God's word together. You shall not deprive the foreigner or the fatherless of justice, nor take a widow's clothing in pledge. But you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and Yahweh your God redeemed you there. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. When you reap your harvest in your field and have forgotten a sheaf in the field, you shall not go again to get it. It shall be for the foreigner, for the fatherless, or for the widow, that Yahweh your God may bless you in all the works of your hands." When you beat your olive tree, you shall not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the foreigner, for the fatherless, and for the widow. When you harvest your vineyard, you shall not glean it after yourselves. It shall be for the foreigner, for the fatherless, and for the widow. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. So this entire segment is talking about taking care of widows, taking care of the fatherless, and taking care of foreigners. And the reason being is because since the nation of Israel was supposed to almost reflect God, that means that they were supposed to take care of some of the poorest people in Israel because obviously God cares about the poor. He cares about widows. He cares about children without fathers, and he cares about foreigners. And since God cares for this this lowly group of people, especially back in these days, these, these people were considered to be the lowliest people in Israel's society. Since God cares for those people, the Hebrew people should also care about the lowliest people. And so God now says in verse 17, do not deprive the foreigner or the fatherless of justice nor take a widow's clothing in pledge. So the foreigners and the fatherless and the widows were to be given justice in the courts. So this means obviously that if a widow was having a problem, let's say against a rich person, a rich person who was just uh, taking advantage of her in some way or doing something 
to cause her to be poorer than she actually was, if she takes that to court, the judges and the officers of that court system were never supposed to favor that rich guy just because he was rich. God says, give the widows, the fatherless and the foreigners justice in court. This is actually a huge issue later on with the, with the Israelite people. God says multiple times, you are taking advantage of the poor. You are taking advantage of widows. And then Jesus way later was angry at the Pharisees because the Pharisees were taking advantage of the poor widows at that time period. We actually see that taking care of the fatherless and the widows and orphans was something very close actually to God's heart. We can see that. And it's even repeated in the New Testament that us Christians nowadays should do. It's something we should continue to do. So here's what James 1 verse 27 says. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unsustained from the world. So a Christian that is pure and undefiled before God is going to visit widows and orphans in their affliction. Here's what 1 Timothy 5, 3, and 4 actually says. Honor widows who are truly widows. If a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. So basically what that is saying is that Everybody should actually honor widows, give honor to them. That means show them respect, show them uh, love and care, but especially their own children and grandchildren. Like say if a woman is a widow and is all alone and she has children or grandchildren, those children or grandchildren should be stepping up to visit their their widowed mother or grandmother, and they should be stepping up to take care of her as much as she needs. So all in all, taking care of widows is something that is very close to God's heart. But it's not just widows. It's also the fatherless. And there's plenty of verses in scripture about that as well. It says in Isaiah 1 verse 17, learn to do good, seek justice, correct opposition, bring justice to the fatherless and plead the widow's cause. It says in Psalm 146, verse 9, The Lord watches over sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. In Exodus 22, verse 22, we've talked about this verse before. You shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. So, I mean, this is very near and dear to God's heart. Both in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, we see verses of how Everybody who is a child of God is supposed to take care of orphans or fatherless children and also widows. So, I mean, how can we do that nowadays is a good question. One of the reasons I like uh, Dave Ramsey so much, if you ever listen to Dave Ramsey's podcast, if a widow ever calls in, Dave Ramsey always gives her free financial help. And then he says afterward, he says, this ministry takes care of widows. And so that's one of the ways that Dave Ramsey, uh, uh, you know, follows God's word is by giving free financial help to widows. And that's a way that he practices it in his own life. So it doesn't really look like any one thing. It doesn't, it doesn't really necessarily mean that we have to 
take a widow into our own homes or adopt as many orphan children as we can, because that's just not for everybody. Like some people just truly cannot adopt. Some people truly don't have the space to take somebody into their homes. And I understand that. But there are other ways that you can contribute to helping the widows, the orphans, and also the foreigners. And by foreigners, I actually am talking about immigrants, but I'll talk more about immigrants in a moment. So it says here in verse 18, you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt and Yahweh your God redeemed you there. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. So because the Israelites were once foreigners, they need to remember that feeling. They need to remember how they felt as a foreigner in a different country, as a slave in a different country, as some of the poorest people in a different country. And because of that, they need to take care of the same people that are in their own country. So then it goes into how you can take care of these people. It says, when you reap your harvest in your field and have forgotten a sheaf in the field, do not go back and get it again, basically. So uh, we have a field near me and uh, I think they just grow like grass to like for animal feed, basically. And so every year they have these giant bales of hay that are in the field that they wrap up and stuff. But let's just say that that's not just hay. It's some sort of grain or something like that, a a bale of grain in the field. Say, you know, the the worker of that field, the owner of the field forgot to go out and get one of those sheafs. He is supposed to leave it there and not to go back out and get it. Instead, he's supposed to leave it for the widows and the fatherless. That is a way that That farmer, that owner of the field can help support some of the poorest people in Israel. Now, also somebody who has an olive tree grove. When you beat out your olive tree shall not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the foreigner, for the fatherless and for the widow. So in other words, don't just, you know, get as many olives off that tree as you possibly can and like strip it as clean as you can get it. Instead, leave some for the foreigners, for the fatherless, and for the widows. And I think there's also a verse elsewhere that talks about same with the grapevines. Don't like try to pick your grapevines clean. Leave some for the lowliest people in Israel. Oh, actually, it says it right here. (laughs) Never mind. In verse 21, when you harvest your vineyard, you shall not glean it after yourselves. It shall be for the foreigner, for the fatherless, and for the widow. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this thing. Now, I think there's also a verse. um, It's not here for sure. (laughs) There's a verse that talks about not gleaning the corners of your field also. Like you leave the corners, like the the perimeter around your field full for the the fatherless and the widows and, and for the foreigners and everything like that. So that those people can go and get food, a little bit of food to get them up on their feet again. They can go and and glean parts of your field. And that's just a way that God is telling the farmers to contribute to society. Now, notice God isn't saying you need to give half of your income to these poor people or you need to give all of your income to these poor people. No, God understands justice. The owner of the field doesn't need to give every bit of his income to the poorest people, but that owner of the field should contribute in some way to society. So honestly, this is an excellent example for us. How can we contribute 
to that. I mean, there are women's care centers everywhere for women who don't have a husband or women who have children that are fatherless or women who came out of very abusive situations or very problematic situations. And I mean, that's an excellent way to contribute to society is by seeing how you can help out at one of those centers or contributing with your time, you know, volunteering at at one of those places. And I mean, since this is such a near and dear topic to God's heart, and we, we've seen this already pop up plenty of times in scripture, and our, we're going to see it pop up plenty more times in scripture. Since it's near and dear to God's heart, it should also be near and dear to our hearts. So we should try to find a way to contribute to those who are widows or orphans or fatherless or even immigrants that need help that are coming into the country. Now, I did want to mention immigration (laughs) because that is a very, very hot topic right now in America. And a lot of people aren't very happy with how many immigrants are coming to America right now. I'll be honest with you. I do think that scripture talks about legal immigration. And honestly, that illegal immigration is wrong. For example, Romans 13 talks about obeying the laws of your government. And so illegal immigration, because it is wrong here in America to do that, then yes, it is wrong (laughs) because it is not our laws. And so, yes, I do think that uh, immigration laws are necessary and important. And that is why basically every country on Earth has some sort of immigration law that you have to follow in order to become a a legal citizen or an immigrant in a nation. So illegal immigration, yes, is wrong. And I do believe scripturally that it talks about that as being wrong. Now, do I think that the immigration policies in America are unfair or unjust? No, I do not. And if I was moving to a different country, I would have to go through those same immigration laws. And it might be difficult for me, but that's what you got to do if you want to move to a country. However, That being said, even though illegal immigration is against scripture, I do not think that we should treat immigrants poorly because that also is unscriptural. Whether or not that immigrant is legal or illegal, that's not for us to decide. We are just supposed to treat people with respect and God is going to iron everything out. But for us Christians, we just need to do what the Bible says and to treat foreigners with respect and with care, because God obviously created every human being in his image, regardless of what nationality they are, what what uh, color skin they have. It doesn't matter. God created every single human being, including you and me, in his image. And so we should be treating others with respect, just as scripture tells us to do. Faithful listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it and uh, that you maybe learned something out of Deuteronomy chapter 24. This was a very uh, fun and intense chapter for me (laughs) from beginning to end. It was just like one controversial topic after another, which is just so fun. (laughs) I'm being slightly facetious, but I do enjoy a good controversial subject now and then. But anyway, guys, I do hope that you tune in tomorrow for an episode out of John. That's also going to be a great episode. We're moving into uh, John chapter 9, actually. So tune in tomorrow. I'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. or whenever you wake up. And as usual, happy listening and God bless.